You're listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Visit us anytime at our new website, magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Breen. Mystic Queen Mother offers various spiritual services virtually. Now you can be anywhere in the world and receive intuitive readings, divination and consultation sessions, and even remote video intuitive readings via email. Your sessions will always include spiritual guidance and messages from your ancestors and spiritual team. My prices are reasonable and affordable. You can even book and pay safely and securely right online. Once you book, you'll get a link via email for your session. Visit magicandmedicine.com and click the services tab in the menu to learn more. That's magic hyphen and hyphen medicine.com. Oh, and don't forget, that's magic with the K. Magicandmedicine.com. Hello and welcome to the to today's show. Hello and welcome today we to, have to today's Hart show, everyone. As our today, guest. Carrie made occasional unexpected visits to Attaquay, like the time when she randomly selected a church for marrying her beloved Ed only to discover on her wedding day that the minister was actually the son of the man who married her parents 1,200 miles and several decades away. Or when she had a vision about singing in front of a huge audience and then found herself singing as part of an 800-person choir for Mahler's 8th with the Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra at the very venue she had seen in her vision. Or when she'd go against all reason, trusting her intuition and estimating how long a task would require when leading her team in developing a computer system and always be right. Over the past 25 years, Carrie has explored Atakwe to bring creative healing wisdom to those seekers looking for answers and guidance. She calls it the place I love most in the world. Welcome, Carrie, to our show. It is such a pleasure to have you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, my goodness. Your book is amazing. Oh, uh, I'm so glad you think so. I love it. I know so. I love it. And um, I have so many questions, more than we can fit into a show. <laughs> but first, you know, no one, not many people have heard Atakwe. And your title is, is Sojourner, right? Am I pronouncing it right? In Atakwe. So mm -hmm. why the title? And what is Atakwe? For those who don't know. I mean, I read the book. But <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I, 
Adeque is that place that we don't have a good word for it in the English language, mm -hmm. but it's that place that we go to when we access our intuition. It's the place where the healer goes to do healing. It's that place beyond space and time. I know that uh, Deepak Chopra refers to that as non-local consciousness. Mm. And I've read some books in shamanism and they refer to it as non-ordinary reality. But it's the place you can breathe into and get yourself into that zone. And in Atakwe, you have all the past, the present, everything that might be, will be, is all there is pregnant possibility for you. And it's how we can access things that go beyond what our rational mind would come up with. Hmm. Now, how how did you get there? You just wake up one morning and be like, I'm going out to play, you know? But <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, uh, the word adequate came to me when I was doing a personal meditative journey. And I, and during my journey, I saw blue portal. And so I went in through that blue portal. And on the other side was an energy called Wanatakwe. And Wanatakwe is an energy from thousands of years ago. It was very active in the Amazon. But when that civilization died out, the energy withdrew. And now it asked me to bring it in, back into the world as it is now so that it might go out into the world and learn how to fulfill its mission of bringing human beings to their full potential and dignity. And so one of the great gifts that I've gained from Wanatakwe is some words from the language, which uh, because English in our society, we have denigrated what, what the things that are not part of the rational mind, and we just don't have a good vocabulary for it. And so I was excited to get that vocabulary. But uh, were you asking that or about my own journey into Adequay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm you, I'm glad you answered that question. But now let's find out your journey. Right. So what happened to me was I was going through just living a totally rational life. I was had no interest in spirituality or paranormal or anything like that. I was uh, working in the computer field in the corporate world, and. I was using my intuition a lot and I was wondering about intuition, but I didn't have any particular theories about what it was. And then I one day went into a uh, bookstore and I was just drawn to go down the aisle. It was marked spirituality and religion, the aisle I never, never went into. And I was just drawn to this book called You Are Psychic, which was very strange because I had no interest in that topic, but I sure did with that book. And I was so fascinated with it. And I sat down in the bookstore reading the book uh, right there on the floor. And then I took it home and started doing 
the exercises that the author suggested for expanding your intuition. And since I've been curious about intuition, I thought, all right, well, let's try this. Now, one of these exercises was to uh, every day to breathe down to a quiet place, which I now know is Atakwe, and ask for a word for the day. And you just <clears throat> write down the very first word that just pops into your mind. And so I was doing that. And then I was keeping a journal. And then I'd find that during the day, something interesting would happen that uh, related to the word that I received. And so I kept doing this. And after a while, instead of just getting a word for a day, I was getting sentences. I was getting advice. Mm. And uh, without knowing at that time what that was about. And I remember I I uh, told uh some of my girlfriends, what I was doing, and one of them said, oh, you're channeling. I said, channeling, what's that? I hadn't ever heard of it, <laughs> because I say I, had, I hadn't uh, any interest in the whole spiritual world, and this being 25 years ago, all of that was a little bit new, and uh, so I looked on the internet, and sure enough, that's what I was doing, channeling, and I one day, a friend of mine, Mary, said, well, if you're getting all this great advice, and it was, it was really good advice I was getting that applied to really practical things in my work and my life. And she said, could you check for me? Because I have a big problem, a, a lawsuit. I need some advice on this. And so I went down in the morning to get, I have my, now my daily routine and did my breathing down to a calm spot and asked if there was any advice for Mary. And the advice that came was in a new voice uh, inside my head still, but it was much more authoritative and had a more masculine ring to it. Mm -hmm. And after I took dictation uh, for all this very good, solid advice for Mary, I said, who are you? And the answer came, I am Quado. So that was my first introduction, truly, into going into Atakwe with purpose and understanding and expansion and growth was talking to Quado every day, which I then began to post on the internet. And uh, so every, I had a high pressure job at the time. And uh, managing a lot of people in a in a computer systems implementation. So I get up at 4 a.m., go down to the garden, get my message from Quado. I have to say, Quado, is there a message for today? Then run up to my computer, type in the message, post it on the internet, get dressed, get on the freeway, <laughs> and go to my work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty tight routine. <laughs> yeah, I did that for years. <laughs> now, with I'm interested in knowing a little bit more about Quado. You know, yeah. you know, who's how did how did Quado come to you? How what's the characteristics? What's it like communicating with Quado? Actually, yeah, 
Yeah, it was it was very interesting. I never thought that I was going crazy or anything. <laughs> I mean, my mind, I always have a lot of conversations in words. I, you know, I think I think in words in my mind. And so I one of the interesting things is I was working I, I believe in experimentation. To me, my whole spiritual exploration has been one of experimentation. Mm-hmm. So when when someone told me that I was channeling, I said, oh, okay. So I didn't read anybody else's messages that they were getting. I decided I just wanted to find out what I would get. And it was so interesting because this ended up being my spiritual education. And when I later uh, went about reading what some other people had written, it was very, very consistent. Say with uh, Deepak Chopra, for example, mm-hmm. was very consistent with the messages I'd had from Quado. And um, Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle are both two favorites of mine. As I say, they're very consistent with what Quato told me about uh, coming into the present moment. And there's a certain calmness that comes when you uh, enter adequately. And one of the ways you can do that, of course, is through meditation. But to me, channeling is very, it is a meditation. You're you're doing the same thing. You're coming down into a calm place and you're accessing the wisdom of the world. So Quado is a, you would call him a spiritual entity, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh my understanding of Quado is that he never chose to come to Earth mm-hmm. as a, a being. Many people that do channeling have have beings that have been on the Earth as people at some point. Or some people talk to angels. Mm-hmm. Do you know, um, do you remember reading in, in my book about the layers of the universe? I think. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, in talking in talking about Quado, I think one of the easiest ways is to talk about those layers. So one of the days that I went down into my garden to get my message, instead of a message from Quado, what I had was a vision. And this is in my mind's eye. I could see these distinct layers of the universe like these four layers and at the very top was a layer which was all love and light Mm -hmm. nothing differentiated it was I would call it the oneness or the great all so nothing differentiated every every being everything is the same and one And then the next layer down from that was also golden light and love, but there were differentiated lights. So sort of like stars, but stars against a a background of golden light. And each of those stars, if you will, that glowing light was what we might call a soul, 
But in the Wamatakwe language, I would call an ayama. An ayama being your eternal self, your eternal self that is there before you choose to be born on the earth and after. It's always you, the essential you, your ayama. And then the third layer down is atakwe, which is populated by, uh, and this is slightly dimmer light, uh, by beings like Quado, and I'll get back to that in a moment. And the bottom layer, the fourth layer, is us on the earth, the earthly manifestation of ourselves. And at the bottom layer, it was uh, in a shadow. It's a, like a gray shadow. Oh. And inside that, the walking through and living in that gray shadow are the human beings. And some of them, there was one woman in particular in this vision I saw who was in the lotus position meditating. And you could see she was glowing golden. And she had a cord that was coming out from the top of her head through Adequa up to her ayama or soul self. And she was receiving, as she was meditating, she was receiving that pure golden glow. And then there were everyone I saw had a cord that went from their ayama or eternal self down to them in the earth zone, in the shadow. But some people were getting intermittent bits of light. Some people, their cord was so twisted, they were hardly getting any light at all. And of course, those who were not receiving light were living in fear, fear and, and darkness. And so back up to the Adequa layer, the layer in between our ayama or eternal self and our earthly manifestation we see in that area those cords all go through there and there are beings there and you uh, all almost all religions and spiritual thinking have an a concept of the kind of of a different kind of a being that helps people get that golden flow open so that indigenous people uh, might be focused on power animals, for example. The power animal helps you, helps you reach your truth and your spiritual self. And in some religions, of course, there are angels that do that. And in um, like more of a new age uh, uh, spirituality, it's... Uh, uh, spiritual entities like Quato and their job, those various entities doesn't really, in my thinking, it doesn't matter what you call them or how you see them, however you're comfortable. Their job is to get that golden cord open and allow truth and beauty and love and light to flow down into those of us walking on the earth. And those of us in the line of work that we are in, you and I, mm -hmm. also have that job. If we have chosen to lift ourselves, to open our own cord, to get truth and goodness and, and love and light flowing 
clearly into us. And there's no question in my mind, but that, that that's what Quato did for me for all those years. Mm -hmm. And now we are here helping other people open up that cord and reach the help that is there for them because Ottawa is just full of help. It's just mm -hmm. full of help for us. And go ahead. And can no, any you go ahead. Can any <laughs> and can anyone access this? How how can others access it? I mean right. I, you know, those who, who want to but don't know how to. Right. So the um the key to all of this, I think, to learning to meditate or channel or find other ways that you're reaching Ottaquay, mm -hmm. the first thing is breath. That uh, you want to breathe in deeply. When I, to calm your body and access that zone. What I would recommend to anyone who wants to develop their intuition and wants to reach all this glorious help that's there for us mm -hmm. is to establish a daily routine. That's exactly what I did. And don't tell me you don't have time because I got up at 4 a.m. for years <laughs> to do that. So you have a morning routine. Hopefully, if you, you find a place so that you go to the same place at about the same time. And the reason that's, it's not, you don't have to do that, but it's so helpful if you do, because our bodies love repetition, our bodies and our minds. And if you have, this is always the chair that I go to that I'm going to sit in quietly and I'm going to do it at 5 a.m. every day, then, then when you're there you and you learn, and I'll get to that in a minute, you learn how to access Ottaquay. Your body cues into it and it gets easier and easier and easier to get yourself into that calm place. Mm -hmm. And uh, once you do that, the, the world starts really opening up. So the first is see if you can find some way to have the peace and quiet. Now, you may need to talk to other people in your household and tell them that you are asking them to give you the time from 5 to 5.30 a.m. And, you know, obviously one really good way to do that is to get up a half an hour earlier than right. what you are right now, half an hour earlier than the rest of the household. Not, not to cut you off, but I wanted to add, um, I get up at 5, I, I do my morning walks at 5.30 a.m. There and we are. And uh, I, I do my altar before, and then I say my my altar to my ancestors, you know, give gratitude to my ancestors, yeah. spiritual team, yada yada. And when I'm out walking, I, I, I'm I'm it's so it's meditative for me. Yes, there's a couple of people out walking their dogs and things like that, but it, it is very meditative. So if you can't have your household quiet, go outside. Oh, <laughs> you know. That excellent, excellent suggestion. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh is a, a Zen master mm -hmm. uh, who's written some wonderful books. And he suggests in kinds of meditation, he has walking, a walking meditation mm -hmm. as one of them. And of course, that does mean you're alone. Right. <laughs> uh, but he's just saying, and it's true, you can get a, just a beautiful rhythm going. Mm -hmm. Just walk in a lovely rhythm and nature helps you so oh, yeah 
much. Because the whole key, and I'm so glad you brought that up, the whole key to entering Ottaquay, which is what you're doing when when you're doing your walk, is to come into the present moment with full focus in the present moment, right? Right. No thoughts of the past, no worries about the future, just everything is right now. And nature is so helpful yeah. at, at that. You just can connect with the trees, with the clouds, yeah. and get a beautiful rhythm going when you're walking. I think that's just an excellent suggestion, especially for people with a noisy household. Yes. <laughs> There's also something wonderful about dawn, about starting your day like that. And I know I would be down uh, taking all my dictation and everything. Oh, I just loved it when the birds would start singing because they start singing, you know, like a few minutes before the sun comes up. Mm -hmm. They they all just kind of greet the dawn. It's a beautiful time of day. So what you do, of course, now if you're walking, you also have the advantage that you're you're bringing a lot of oxygen into your body. You're breathing as part of that too. Mm-hmm. And if you're still though, then what you want to do is take three deep breaths. And if you are a very tense person and you're new to this, I used a, a breathing technique because I had trouble at first getting calm. I was just so used to all the noise in my head that's that and all the stress from my work. Mm. So I would count down as I was breathing, like uh, from 10 to 1. So I'd say, breathe in 10, 10, 10, out 10, 10, 10, in 9, 9, 9 and out nine 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 and again your your body begins to cue to this so that by the time you get to one you're very relaxed Mm -hmm. and and you can open yourself to all the wonder that is adequate so i did my counting down from 10 to 1 while breathing at first and then after a while my body got used to the idea. We get up in the morning, we go down into the garden with my journal and breathe. And I didn't have to count down anymore. I just took three deep breaths or even just one and I could slip right in. And there's a a feeling that you get. Um, it's the same feeling you get when you they look at a sunset. It's mm-hmm. that that uh, where you get chills, mm-hmm. um, that buzzy feeling, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that little buzzy feeling tells you, oh yeah, I'm actually now in this alternative reality. I'm in Ottawa, and that buzzy feeling tells you that. And then you ask your questions, and and the only other thing is. Just if you are going to start, as I did, with a word for the day, you can just make sure you write down the very first thing that pops into your mind. And uh, But you can ask whatever you want to ask and see what comes to you. Capture it. And some people, of course, get their answers in Ottaquay. 
not just through words, but some people do better in their feeling in their body mm-hmm. or they what they see. I know there was one person that I was talking to. She would go down in the morning and ask, like, how should I how should I handle the situation uh, with a particular person? And then she would see a vision in her mind's eye. Mm-hmm. So we all have our different ways that we receive information. That's right. And we all you, and we all have different ways in which we translate it too in regards to like ch- uh channeling like the automatic writing um you know out loud saying things out loud or you know meditation the meditative walk mm-hmm. uh, and of course visions things like that. Yeah. And all of those and then the and then the other sense intuitive sense that's so important too is simply a sense of knowing i just right. know something do you do you ever when you go for your morning walk do you ever take along a little piece of paper and take any notes or no i i have I'm, no um no i don't because um i have my uh phone with me so i speak oh. I speak the notes because and walking and but I do have a journal. I do have a journal and I do have a separate journal for all channeling stuff because the way I the way I channel is I give them control of my hands for automatic writing. And that's how I and they write. And then I have to go back and try to read it <laughs> because it's not my own handwriting. Um, oh, isn't that interesting? Yes, it's it's always a different different handwriting it's not my own it's not my handwriting so um i i go back and i try to re i try to re read it and rewrite it into a third book that i a third a little uh i know this is crazy but no, a, it's wonderful it's, it's wonderful a, a, a special book i call messages you know spirit messages right and i just write and it's cool it has the old old-fashioned paper and stuff it's one of those kind of uh uh almost like a, a grimoire or um well it's it's just has that kind of paper yeah, and yeah. so I, I write with it with what you know one of those fountain ink pens and I I transfer it I it's it I make it nice and neat you know you know yeah. so I can read it so I can go back and read it and sometimes if the message is no, not just personally towards me, but it could be shared with everyone. I'll put it on my blog and put which entity said it and things like that. Well, what what entities are you speaking to? Oh gosh, there's there's a few. There's um, I have Master Kui, and I have a new one who's uh Kamar. Her name is Kamar. She's a she's a an African. She was an African royalty long time ago. Uh-huh. The other one is I I speak to our Earth Mother, Earth Mother. Uh-huh. And um I haven't spoken to her in quite some time. And then there's uh the collective. The collective spoke spoke to me a great deal a couple of years ago. It was very it was almost constant, constant. They would wake me up at night oh no <laughs> and it was, it was and i would I, so i would sleep with my my book and i would just write right 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 uh-huh and they had a they had a lot of good life lessons um to 
that I that I was able to share, and they wanted me to share it with uh, people. Yeah. So I did. I I I did. I put it on blogs, my blog, yeah. and yeah. Uh, share shared it with people like that. Yes. So they yeah. wanted it to to sh- to share, and Master Gui, it's G U I. He's an ascendant master of, of obviously maybe, um, but he's an ascendant master and he has, he, he talks a lot to me, but he also says some things about um, the way we perceive the world around us, the way we, per, the, the way we falsely perceive things in life. So I have learned quite a lot from those that I've channeled with the, the who that I've channeled that have channeled through me. Um, yeah, isn't it wonderful that I just loved that when you're channeling, you have no idea what's right. going to be next, right? Yeah, right? So you are just as surprised as anybody yes. else. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And I always love that feeling. I know for myself, I went I went through a few iterations. At first, with Quato, I was doing what you would call automatic writing, but it was in my own handwriting. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't have that experience that you had, which is interesting. But I began with uh, and buying beautiful journals. That was part of the fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> Picking out beautiful journals and writing with pen, beautiful handwriting. And and uh, then I got tired of the amount of time it was taking to get it in handwriting and then type it mm-hmm. into the computer. So I graduated at some point. I taught myself then how to uh channel well typing that's great and uh so then i would do that and that cut down the amount of time and then at some point i was doing readings for people and i started out doing those like dictating them and then sending people the written reading and then i thought no i'd like to actually be on the telephone with them Mm -hmm. and so then i had to learn how to receive the message and pass it through and speak Mm -hmm. at the same time without knowing what I was about to say. (laughs) Yes. And that's exhilarating. I do that as well. It's exhilarating. I let them have, have my, you know, I say I'm open and I have my spiritual team there for protection. And it's just an amazing experience to be able to channel the me- channel a message for us. And you don't know what's coming out, but you know, you have know. to say it. You have to, whatever's coming out, you have to say it. And sometimes it may sound ludicrous, but you still have to say it because that person will know what it is. That exactly. They need, that exactly. That's what I found happening too, yeah. was that some of the craziest things yep were the ones where the other person said, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you said that, then I knew that was the right message. But it didn't make any sense to you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. And you're like, oh, my gosh, do I have do I have to say this? And then you find out that, yeah, you do. And it's better that you do say it so you don't, you know, get sick or whatever. Right. So the in in answering the question of how other people can do it what 
what uh, you're calling to mind is that one of the, the hardest things is getting yourself out of the way. Mm-hmm. Getting teaching yourself the difference between the the pure spiritual channeling that you're getting and that other voice, that editor that wants yeah. to say, "Well, that's crazy. Don't say yeah. that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to learn to do that. Mm-hmm. To to tell you know, just learn how to set aside that voice that says, "Well, that's crazy." Don't do that. Don't say that. And and just say it anyway. Yeah. Say it. Through. And it takes some building up of trust, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. You you have to trust that the information that you're hearing is the truth and it's coming from a reliable source. Yes. So I found I went through one period when I because as I told you, I like to experiment. I don't like to take somebody else's word for it. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that I was I was getting truth, that I wasn't that it wasn't just me talking to myself, that I was getting some truly entering Ottaway and getting information. And so I asked people to just send me an email with just their name. That's all. And I would get them a reading, but yeah. not to give me any information at all. Yeah. So I, I wasn't talking to them. I didn't know what they looked like, just an email with their name. And yeah. then I would go down into my place and ask for a message for them. And this was largely to prove to myself mm-hmm. that what I was getting was very meaningful. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as an example, this one woman wrote me, uh, just her name, and I went in to get a message, and what I got was a uh, a songbird. At that time, I was doing a lot of power animal retrievals, and so I got a songbird for her, and the message that went along with the songbird was that she should open up and express her voice and sing wow. out to the world. And when she wrote me back and said that was astounding, that she had a job at an opera house, but uh-huh. that she had taken this administrative job because she didn't really have the courage oh. to go for the singing, which is oh. what her true love was. And it was just such a specific message. Uh-huh. And I said, that's it. <laughs> I am proving this to myself. That's right. That it's the real deal. Yes, I too have done that. Try to try to prove prove it to myself that it was that it was real. You, you, that I, what what I was that what I was doing was authentic, and it was it was a message. But the 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 way that my spiritual team made sort of forced me <laughs> to believe that it was real was that they kept giving me clients one right after the other. There was one time where I was booked every there was one year I was booked every single week. I was every single week. And it was all uh virtual. It was all virtual. And I didn't know these people. I didn't ask for any information. I put, you know, a, a special deal for my services on Groupon you know, for, you know, spirit messages. I called them spirit messages. And, and I I didn't know anyone. I didn't, I didn't have any Uh camera, no cameras. So I didn't see their faces. 
I just had their first name, like you, a first name. And I would, you know, contact my spiritual team, get in my place before, you know, before I even had the session with them. And then I, then they would come and I would ask uh, my spiritual team to go get there, meet up with their spiritual team and let's get together and all this stuff. And then as soon as I, and I would put them on mute. I would put them on mute because I didn't want to hear any oohs or ahs or no, that's not right. Oh. Anything uh -huh. like that. I just didn't want to get distracted. Right. And the messages that came through were from people. I have no, I have no idea who they were, but some people would cry. So it was in, and it was, it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling to be able to help someone with, yeah. with, with, um, with this. So, Yes, you're, you're right. You're right. I actually did spend. I'd, sometimes I was crunked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would just be in that place. Yes. So amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That, that we can do this, and it's uh wow. It's it's just it's just an astounding gift. And do you know one of the other things when you're talking about the clients coming. I also noticed when I was doing a lot of readings that I would get clients that the message to them was exactly what I needed to know for myself. Mm. Wow. You know what, I mean? you know what yes. I'm saying? Yes, I because did. Because I say, I'm getting a message. I have no idea what I'm about to say. And I find myself saying like, oh, I just got that. Yes. <laughs> <I needed laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's two, like a twofer. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, a twofer. <laughs> so I mean, I could talk to you all day, but in in a nutshell, what does all this mean? I mean, you have this wonderful book here with all these words that people, you know, the ordinary person walking on the street has not heard. Um. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's it? What's What's your, what's the, well, the, what happened, what happened to me, of course, is I, you know, my husband of 46 years died mm -hmm. and as part of the, my process of going through the grief, I also knew because of my, all these years of spiritual journey that I needed to create a new life, which is what you have to do when you mm -hmm. lose your partner like that. But I needed to create a new life with joy at its center. Mm -hmm. And I needed to make sure that I could do that, that I could find a way back to joy. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I, from all my years of 25 years of spiritual exploration, I, I had a lot of different tools and techniques mm -hmm. that I had tried and developed and so i just kind of dipped into my trick bag there and i tried everything i meditated for hours a day i i just tried all the different techniques and tools that i had been um using over the years and i honed it down to these things really really work these are the things that i think anyone would, would find really really useful 
in creating a new life because we all have to create new lives every so often even even if it isn't the death of a partner you still we need to do that to go through our transitions and create create a life and so in my book the first half of it the first half is is more about the things that you and I have just been talking about and certainly like the layers of the universe and and uh, some things that I came to understand in a certain way. And the last half is what I call a toolkit. Mm. It's things that I believe every human walking the earth can benefit from the, some of the tools and techniques that, that I talk about in there. And, of course, how to meditate is one of those. I mean, meditation just changes your life. It, it simply does. And you can tell, do you find, do you find that you can tell if someone like someone is just all rattled and you say, Oh yeah, I guess oh, yeah. you don't meditate. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And you definitely, <laughs> I know quite a few people who I can, who I can tell who don't meditate because they're always, always, I call them spaz. I'm like, they're always spaz, 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 spazzing. Yeah. If you, yeah, if, exactly. if you don't meditate, you're going to be a mess. So, yeah. That's right. That's one of the things I loved about um, Eckhart Tolle, too, mm -hmm. is his book, Power of Now, and is that right now, this time, right this moment when you and I are talking, not our life situation, but this very moment, mm -hmm. this has everything. This is it. Mm -hmm. This is the moment where we can choose to be peaceful. We can choose to be That's happy. Right. We can choose anything in this moment. And our minds, one of the things Eckhart Tolle said too that I really liked was that understanding mm -hmm. that you are not your thoughts That's right. is the beginning. Yes. And yes. it's so strange. Before you start meditating and training yourself uh to understand that thoughts come and go and to to watch those and, and be able to recognize your own thinking. Mm -hmm. You actually do. People think that their thoughts are telling them the truth, and it's not so. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> their thoughts are just habitual things that they've learned to think about. Yes. Yes. And, and they think, oh, that's that's who I am. That's who I am. No. It isn't who you are. And meditation teaches you that, teaches you to reach who you really are, which is that star shining up there in that second layer, <laughs> your eternal self. That's who you really are. And that's who you are, as I found, too. That's who you are even when your physical life is totally... Yeah. changed right even <laughs> when you lose the love of your life you are still that star you are still that ayama you are still that pure channel of love and light mm. always always and that doesn't change and as i get older too i find it so interesting that even though i can look and i can see my body's getting older but my true center my true center my true self is not mm -hmm. it's very interesting it is yes 
Yes, the uh, the soul has no age, I suppose. Yeah. Right, and it, just like when, when the body decays, the soul lives on. Exactly. Lives on. Exactly. I'm absolutely certain of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, the soul lives on, and we it may transition to another form of life, or if the the lives, the different lives are, are over and, and done and the lessons have been learned, then it travels back up to oneness where we are at the highest vibration. It's so high that it's all light, that it's light. And we are also, I agree with everything you just said, and we are also all of those things right now. That's right, right now, I am this body Mm-hmm. This decaying body. <laughs> <laughs> and I am my soul self. And yes. I am light. Also yes. the love and the light that is everything and in total oneness. Yeah. So you and I are in oneness yeah. while at the same time we are also eternal souls. That is and so, you know, one of the other concepts that I talk about in my book that I love is is the web of the universe. Yes. And how yep. everything yep. matters. Yes. What I think, what I say, what I do, it all matters because the universe is is just making connections. Connections. Because I, I highlight I highlighted that when I was reading, I said, yes. And, yes. I- <laughs> and, and what's wonderful too about Right now, you and I now are connected. Yes. Yes, we are. And through this connected connection, I am connected to all those connected to you, and you are connected to all those connected to me. Yeah. We don't know yet exactly how that's going to play out. No, we don't, but it's it's there. It is there. It is there, and I it's so, and I feel so comfortable with you. Oh, like, thank oh, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is uh huh, uh huh. These connections, and it it all matters. It does. And I just found my found the the chapter you when you talked about mapping the universe. Yeah. Chapter, and you mentioned yeah. the web, the path of destiny, the layers of the universe, and the game of Earth life. Yes. The path of destiny is a wonderful thing. Mm. It's, it's a question that that comes up a lot. I, yeah. I always thought was a, an incredibly important question is how much is a path that I'm here to walk and how much is free will? Right. And and our lives are a really interesting, lively uh, connection between those two. And the the metaphor that came to me was that before I was born into this earth life, that my uh, eternal self Hmm. did lay out a path for me to walk with and put stones on it, magnetic stones that would mark my path. And then as I was born, that my, my eternal self announced my birth and blew away the trail in the sand so that all that's left are those magnetic stones. Mm. We feel the pull. We feel the pull of our path. Get it. Mm-hmm. But we have free will. 
Yeah. So we are able to wander off. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point, you know how we we go wandering off and then suddenly we say, what am I doing? <laughs> pull, back, pull back to where you should be. Right. right. And, and our intuition uh, guides us back. Our intuition guides us back to that path right. that we're here to walk. And it's a... It's a, a beautiful thing to have that balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, all of these adventures are wonderful. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And with that, I'm going to ask you, how can people get your book? And if someone wants to talk to you, how can they, how can they talk to you, get in touch with you, chat with you, all that great stuff? Well, what I would love is if your listeners would go to my website, carryheart.com. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-H-A-R-T.com and sign up on my newsletter. I have a lot of things planned for the coming year. And mm -hmm. if you would go to my website and sign up, then I would be able to reach you and tell you about things when I have new things happening. And there's also an email address that's on my website if you want to contact me. And also on the homepage, there is a link to go to Amazon and buy my book, nice. which I'm hoping that you will do. <laughs> and so that's it, carryheart.com. And I promise I won't flood you with emails you don't want. <laughs> I just send out emails when I have something new and interesting that I think um, my people would be interested in. And I would just love it if you're to have a little cross pollination here with uh, yeah. your people and mine would be a fun thing. Yes. Fun adventures uh, in the coming year. Yes. Well, well, Carrie, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. And, so much. Um, learned so much. And I felt so, this is a book that I, I, I'm just glad that it's out there because, every, you know, every other page I was like, yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> yes. Finally, someone said it in, in words that I, I can understand and that everyone else can understand too. So uh, I think it. I think it's. It, this book should be in the hands of a lot of people. Everyone. Everyone needs to read it because I think we all have this understanding. The you know it just would be so much better. The world yeah. would be just so much better. But we hold ourselves back. But that's a that's a different show for a different time. Right. <laughs> all right. Well. But I, I, would love to, I would love to come back again for another show another time. And I awesome. I will let you know when I have something new. Oh, that I, I would love that. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Check us out at magic-and-medicine.com. And that's magic with a K. Thanks for listening.